HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I'm Luke Griffin, and you're listening to Bushwick Podcast, local stories for a strong community here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. We partner with organizations throughout the neighborhood to share their remarkable journeys and break down the important issues facing Bushwick today. This week, we're going to introduce you to one of Bushwick's most radical new businesses. It's called Milmundo's Books, and the team behind it has ambitions to create a space that not only sells books, but celebrates culture, heritage, and personal empowerment, particularly for Bushwick's Latinx and Black communities. We stop by to learn more about Milmundo's mission and hear how things are going as the team prepares for the business's grand opening this Friday, March 15th. You're going to have you know, drip coffee and pour overs and, you know, we have the mocha pot and we have all these different things. And yes, we're going to have cafecito, but like, you know, a espresso machine is $10,000. Like, ain't nobody got $10,000 over here. So not for like the coffee machine. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like we need windows on this place. And so, like... This is the first in a two-part series surrounding Milmundo's launch in the community. It's March 14th, 2019. And this episode is called Milmundo's Part 1. The driving factor behind so much of the change in Bushwick is growth. The stores are growing busier, and the buildings are growing taller, and the population is growing much, much larger. Since 2000, it's increased by more than an estimated 30,000 residents, and for the foreseeable future, it's expected to continue growing. Much of the narrative around Bushwick these days focuses on these newcomers, who are generally wealthier and whiter than Bushwick's more long-standing residents. Newcomers may dominate the discourse around the neighborhood, but they represent a significant minority here. According to the city's most recent numbers, less than 15% of Bushwick identifies as white, while more than 60% identifies as Hispanic and more than 18% identifies as black. For decades, Bushwick has cultivated a rich and diverse melting pot of Latinx and black communities, with roots ranging from Puerto Rico to Mexico to the Dominican Republic. It follows, though you might be surprised to learn, that Spanish and not English, is the dominant language in Bushwick. Between people who speak only Spanish and people who are bilingual with another language, over 70,000 people, or more than half the neighborhood, speak Spanish. To put it plainly, more Spanish is spoken in Bushwick than English. Despite this, few of the services in Bushwick cater to Spanish speakers. You can go just about anywhere in the neighborhood if you only speak English, 
But if you only speak Spanish, outside of a few organizations, where can you go? And how can you feel a part of the broader Bushwick community? Maria Heron and Maritza Rios, two of the team members behind Mil Mundos, have been pondering these questions for some time. Um, my name is Maritza Rios. I'm a non-binary Chicanex from California. Um, I'm working here with Mil Mundos as an office manager, but that's more of just like the main titles. We're gonna be doing everything from, you know, cleaning bathrooms to front-facing work. My name is Maria Heron, and um, I guess I'm the owner of Mil Mundos. Yeah. We sat down with Maria and Maritza to learn more about why their bookstore is one of the most urgent new businesses in Bushwick today. When we meet, Milmundos is still very much a work in progress. People in paint-spattered clothes are putting the final touches of primer on the stucco exterior, and contractors are milling about with tools and supplies, slowly transforming an unfinished box into a warm and welcoming storefront. Inside, piles of laminate sheeting sit next to sawhorses on the newly poured cement floor, and it's all a long way from where it'll be when it opens on March 15th. Even in this unfinished state, Milmundos represents something unique and exciting for Bushwick. For starters, it's a new bookstore here, at a time when you can count the others in the neighborhood on just a few fingers. Even more unique is where the shop is located, at the corner of Irving Avenue and Linden Street, just off the Myrtle Wyckoff subway stop in one of the most densely Latinx parts of Bushwick. Yeah, we're close to the Myrtle Wyckoff stop. It's a great neighborhood where a lot of different Latin heritages intersect. So we have really great Mexican shops, and we have a lot of El Salvadorians, we have a lot of Dominicans, Puerto Ricans. It's an area that, for many years, has been something of a book desert. But beyond what it is and where it's located, Milmundos is uniquely exciting for what it sells. Other stores in Bushwick might offer books, coffees, and pastries. Milmundos has these as well, but it also has libros, cafecitos, and pastelitos. In every aspect, Milmundos is a fundamentally bilingual experience, a store where the books and the service are co-equally Spanish and English, with a particular focus on Latinx and Black communities. It's a deliberate response to the experience that, in New York City, shopping for books as a person of color or a Spanish speaker can be, as Maria and Maritza describe it, othering. Often, like when you go into a bookstore, the experience of shopping in a Spanish language or even buying Spanish language titles, even if you are an English speaker doing the actual shopping in English, but buying Spanish language titles, you have the bookstore and then you have like the bookstore's other languages. And there's an othering, of course, in that approach. And so even just like going to the cafe portion, like do people at the cafe, you know, speak Spanish? Do they know not to put a certain milk in your coffee, do they know, you know, who, is it a deliberate act of theirs to make sure that there is that access behind the counter? And that is not a clear, that's not communicated very clearly. Milmundos is striving to extend access to the huge communities of color and Spanish speakers that seem to be ignored by much of the new business development here in Bushwick. I think often private businesses come in um, planning on their business depending on newcomers coming in. They, they, they bring their business close to where new buildings are being built. 
this is where they see a market, you know? And there are people all around them, and there's community all around them, but they don't see it as that. Even as Mio Mundos has yet to open, Maria and Maritza are already seeing an encouraging response from their neighbors. Just right now while we were painting and everyone's walking by and being like, ¿Qué se va a hacer? What's it gonna be? You know? <laughs> Just like the neighborhood guy right here announcing like coffee bookstore. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like that feeling. I feel like that's how we're going to succeed in our goal to make it a community space of just engaging with conversations with people outside as you know we're opening up um when i went around to get like a drink at the grocery store just um talking to them it was like talking to like cousins and uncles and just being like yeah we're gonna open this bookstore come hang out you know you don't have to buy anything there's gonna be bilingual books there's just a really big sense of community in terms of communicating about the store um, communicating our vision and actually being here and building it out. Ultimately, this sense of community is the spirit driving Milmundos. And for Maria and Maritza, that spirit extends far beyond just selling books. Milmundos launch announcement describes the store as, quote, a sustainable space for visitors to find empowerment through literature, workshops, events, and various services. This is a space in which two people can talk excitedly in any language without being told to keep the volume down. This is a space in which culture is celebrated and held close, end quote. The key word there is space. It's this idea that the physical space can be a home for exploration and celebration and dialogue, that gives Milmundos its name, which means thousand worlds in English. And even in the way that we came upon the name of the space. You know, there are a thousand worlds out there that we don't know yet. And we, we want to remind ourselves and other people that we don't have to be in any rush to find all of them, but also that they are there and we can go explore, you know, and that our, our daily realities and our daily narratives don't have to be the ones that we are resigned to. We can explore these thousand worlds together. In this way, Bushwick is the perfect spiritual home for Mil Mundos, a neighborhood that feels welcoming and multicultural, yet distinctly Latin. I've lived here for five years. Um, I've lived here before that, off Cyprus and like parts of Ridgewood, just like, just a little bit into Ridgewood. Also growing up, like I grew up in Westchester. I went to part of high school in the Upper West Side. That was admittedly from a place of privilege that I had access to that and I am forever grateful for that but the areas that felt most like home to me as a Latina were when I would go over my cousin's house in Flushing that is what felt like home you know we we had like a lawn in their house and you know there was music on the street and we just had a good time, you know, and it didn't feel so not ours. We didn't feel so dispossessed. When I moved to Bushwick, as soon as I got off the train to look at the spot, I immediately, I felt, it felt like a little bit like being back in Flushing like 30 years ago, you know, 25 years ago. And even just walking on the street, um, feeling seen by people, like, other people saying hello. You know, you don't really get that in, mm -hmm. in other parts of New York. It, it just really felt like, it just felt like a whole new world. It felt, I wasn't even super aware of my, like I wasn't super worried about my body language, if I looked proper or, you know, how I was being read. I just felt like, oh yeah, I can be myself. There's a good mix of people here. There's a lot of POC. 
Um, and it felt, yeah, I, I agree with Maria that it felt like home. And then being here in this specific neighborhood, um, people are just always wanting to have a conversation. It doesn't even feel invasive. Milmundos and other spaces like it are made all the more urgent because for many people of color, gentrification and the rise of culturally irrelevant businesses are making the neighborhood feel less like a home. It's harder than ever for people to buy real estate here, and the importance of shared physical spaces to feeling safe and welcome can't be overstated. We're so disenfranchised from real estate, it seems so inaccessible, so beyond us. I don't know anyone my age talking about, oh, I want to buy a house in New York. No, you leave New York if you want to buy a house, and you have to have a partner, and you have to both be employed. And so, you know, the the just the idea of digging your claws in the ground and being like, no, we want to make space. Like, we need the space. Like, this is our culture. Our culture's huge, and it just can't be, like, um, so chopped up wherever the space exists until it gets bought out by somebody who's more deliberate and signs the lease for 10 years, and it's like, well, I have the money and you don't. That's, that's got to stop. That stops now. That stops right now. The reality today is that Milmundos has this space on a five-year lease, and Maria sees that as a call to action. A surprising number of people have been asking me, like, what are you going to do after five years? Are you just going to, like, shut down your business? <laughs> I'm like, no. I mean, but it's not really about that because it's more, I think the focus is more in the other direction. Like, can you regalvanize a community? Can you restitch and regalvanize a community in five years? Milmundos is partly inspired by Maria's time spent in Montreal, the largest city in Canada's Quebec province, and as the second largest French-speaking city in the world, a beacon of bilingualism. Being in Montreal, if you speak French and you don't speak any English, nobody gives that a second thought, and you are entitled to every service Montreal and Quebec province has to offer. And nobody thinks twice about that. Nobody questions your heritage. Nobody questions whether or not you deserve this or that, you know, like these are not things that ever come up. And it is always expected that you have access to every customer facing service in French. And here, if you only speak Spanish and you don't speak any English, the experience is completely different. And we want to remove that hierarchy. We want to um, suggest an alternative. Mm -hmm. We want to suggest a more even footing, um, especially in a neighborhood where that is the dominant language. This is a radical departure from the United States, where even in neighborhoods like Bushwick, where Spanish is the dominant language, Spanish speakers can find their own communities inaccessible. Even a library, you know, it's a, it's a state-funded institution, and there are people behind the counter that don't speak the predominant language or even the secondary language of the neighborhood, when there are tens of thousands of people that speak that language and we want to be a new business that takes responsibility for all of those factors. And in doing so, we want to create an aesthetic that shifts from alienating to aspirational. We want people to, we want to regalvanize people into expecting more from those that come into their neighborhood and expecting more of their quality of life. In this way, Maria and Maritza believe that Mil Mundos can be not just important, 
but transformative to Bushwick. I think that coming into Miamundos can be a transformative experience for a lot of the people here. I think it can also change how they interact with other businesses. Like when they go into a coffee shop that maybe they previously felt, oh, that's too nice, maybe it's not for me. You know, to go in there, like, yes, you can go in there and you can order a coffee. And, you know, if your English isn't that great and somebody starts some shit with you, like, that, that's not okay. And you're allowed to be upset about that, you know? And you're, you're entitled to service at a place that sells customer service and you're entitled mm-hmm. to warmth out of, you're entitled to investment right. in the businesses that serve you and your community. If you live in a community and none of the businesses in your community serve you, then probably you feel like it's not your community anymore. If the team is successful at providing that transformative experience, Milmundos' footprint will extend far beyond the walls of the store. I mean, it's it's like going to be an extension of someone's home, right? When you're, even when you move from one state to another, you feel often secure when you have your like family back home, right? Like this, this if different communities had a space like this, um, I feel like. Yeah, inside the space, people are going to feel empowered and safe. But even walking out and going into the next space, they're going to be like, hey, you know what? I ha- Mil Mundos has my back. The people at Mil Mundos have my back. Um, and I think just personally knowing that you have a community like that, that's basically family, that's a space where you can engage in safe discussions, where you feel physically safe. Um, and like HVAC even warmth, <laughs> um, if you want to get real. You feel a lot more confident walking around the street. You feel a lot more confident walking up to the counter and asking the white person, can I buy this? You know, you you feel a lot more confident going into your next interview knowing that you have these communities like behind you. You know, you are these communities. So I think that spaces like this are very important. um, And I want to encourage other people to, you know, open spaces like this. I wish it wasn't that hard in terms of all the technicalities, but... For as big as Milmundo's potential may be, as the team prepares for the grand opening tomorrow, those technicalities that Maritza mentioned loom even larger. It's important to note that for as ambitious as the mission behind Milmundo's is, Maria is a first-time business owner. And while regalvanizing Bushwick's most dispossessed communities is a staggering challenge, Milmundo's most urgent challenges are those of getting off the ground in the first place. We built a we built a business plan, um, which takes a long time if you're doing it yourself. A lot of market research, a lot of math. Uh, you have to project revenue. Uh, you have to factor in your payroll, and these are all things that maybe people listening who own a business maybe take for granted now, but these are very real things that cost the business a lot of money, especially in New York. As with many small businesses, securing early financing for Milmundos has been an arduous process, one that's been significantly complicated by the government shutdown earlier this year, which has left some of Milmundos' loans in limbo. We're not loaded people. Like, we, you know, like we, we staked our personal credit on these loans that half of them didn't even come through because of the government shutdown. And, you know, we really putting our all into this project. I personally have been saving up for a year and a half of my personal salary uh, to 
create an initial investment and it is so hard it is virtually impossible if you are a sole member business owner LLC or whatever you do it is virtually impossible to start a business and get a loan if you do not have a significant personal liquid investment in that um, I have been watching my credit like a hawk for years and even doing everything right doing all the homework right doing everything that everyone says a somebody who is financially smart should do it is so hard to get alone and it is um, really a lot of work to try and be really strategic about how your initial spending goes uh, I mean it's one of the reasons we don't have an espresso machine to start I mean we are going to have you know drip coffee and pour overs and you know we have the mocha pot and we have all these different things and yes we're gonna have cafecito but like you know, a espresso machine is $10,000. Like, ain't nobody got $10,000 over here. So, or not for like the coffee machine. <laughs> so, yes. you know, like, we need windows on this place. And so, like, um, you know, this, I think just looking at, and when we were looking at different spaces, you know, also that we had to factor that is like, even if we really liked another space, what is the initial investment on the real estate? You know, forget the initial purchases for inventory and furnishing the place, you know. Um, so the loans have had a huge impact and we've been really scraping everything we can together to make it possible without sacrificing on the integrity of the final project. But in the spirit of Milmundo's mission, the team has been able to call on some help from their communities. So we're putting the floors in this week, we're painting the interiors this week. Um, we have comrades coming in to help us build our bar, um, people who are uh, more fluent in carpentry coming in to help us with that. Um, but we've just had so much support from so many different directions. Um, and it's been critical and crucial to have that, um, especially with one of our primary loans um, never coming back to us. As the paint dries and the floorboards set and the shelves are hung and books are placed upon them, the Milmundos team is racing towards tomorrow's grand opening. And of course, everyone's invited. Basically, just come by, like tag yourself here, say you're here, tell your friends, bring a friend, come grab a snack, take up some space, browse our books, get a, get a feel of what it, you know it's going to feel like. Um, if you have any title suggestions, yeah, definitely <laughs> shoot them over. over. Yeah, um, info at milmundosbooks.com. We want we want the goals that we have here at Milmundos to become normalized, regular conversation. So come talk to us, um, and I don't know, have a coffee. Have a have coffee. A, have a pastelito. Have a pastelito. <laughs> <laughs> Guava's amazing. <laughs> Milmundo's grand opening will be tomorrow, Friday, March 15th. The shop will be open midday with a public launch party starting around 6 p.m. The address again is 308 Irving Avenue, just off the corner of Irving and Linden. You can learn more by following Milmundo's on Instagram at at MilmundosNYC. MilmundosNYC. <laughs> Milmundos NYC. Milmundos NYC. And on their website, milmundosbooks.com. That's M I L 
M-U-N-D-O-S-Books.com. We'll be there at the launch party, and I hope to see you there as well. As always, thanks for listening this week. If you enjoy Bushwick Podcast, please do us a favor and tell a friend, or leave us a review on iTunes. If you have questions, comments, or want to get involved with Bushwick Podcast, send us an email to hello at hearbushwick.com. That's H-E-A-R bushwick.com. Or DM us on our Instagram page at Bushwick Podcast. We'll be back next week with part two of our series surrounding Mil Mundo's grand opening. If you're able to join us for the grand opening party, you just might make it onto the episode. But whether you're joining us in person or tuning in from afar, I look forward to seeing you then.